Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Oh, come on. You got to be able to laugh and have fun in church. The joy of the Lord is our strength. If you can't have fun in church, what are you doing? Um, Yeah, I'm really excited. Excited to be here. I'm excited for this series is almost getting wrapped up, but it's such a setup because my wife's going to be speaking today. Uh, Before she comes up, we've been talking about what is timeless versus what's trendy. Our whole series has been um, this whole going viral theme. And there's a lot of stuff that goes viral that's just silly, you know, stuff that doesn't last. And then there's some real cool things like I posted Rick kickstarting his Harley the other day and it got 30,000 views. Way to go, Rick. Uh, (laughs) Somehow you'll use that to spread the gospel. But yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff that is trendy that doesn't last. But again, there's God's word, which is timeless. Come on. Can you give it up for God's word? So let's um, put our hands together and let's give it up for my wife. She's a mother of five. She puts up with me. She makes me look good. And she pastors the church with me. And I'm so privileged and honored because honestly, like she got up at 2.45 a.m. at the beginning of the week to work on her message. So get ready. I hope you come expecting because expectation brings on the anointing. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Charmaine Fung. All right, good morning. Welcome to church. All right, Steph, I'm going to try to not make your job too difficult, but you know. see what happens. (laughs) Um, Matt stole a little bit of my introduction this morning, but yes, we've been in this this series called Going Viral, and you know it's true. What spreads faster than our words? Once they're out there, they're out there. Isn't that true? And um, um, I was chatting with a friend. She's in the room somewhere. She knows who she is, but she was asking me how the Lord speaks to me, and and different ways, but one of them is when I'm driving. And it was a week or two ago, I guess it would have been two weeks ago, I was driving, and all of a sudden it was just crystal clear, the Lord said, that you are to talk about gossip. And I said, crap, <laughs> to be honest, but on stage, sorry about that. But, but also like, okay, like those are my orders, right? And so this is going to be a little bit of a truth message, but it's going to be such a grace message because that's our, that's our God. So we're going, to just, we're going to get to the Word and we're going to let it mostly speak for itself this morning, and, um, which it does. It just does. Even last week when Pastor Rudy was preaching, I mentioned to him after, I'm like, you read a lot of Scripture, but it was super just enjoyable to just sit and listen to, to the Scripture, was it not? And you did an awesome, awesome job. But here we are, we're a few weeks into this series, we're almost going to wrap it up, but I always just appreciate taking the time to reflect, because there's so much gold every week, and we, you know, we're, 
We live in a time where we take in so much and we just kind of keep going, right? So I like to just take a few minutes to just go back over um, just the past couple of weeks, if that's all right with you. All right. I don't know where we are. Go. Sorry, Steph, I skipped over half of it. But um, just week number one, uh, Pastor Matt led us off in this series just talking about um, legacy fruit and how alignment comes before assignment, right? It's alignment with God and exactly what are our orders. Because we know too, even if, even if we're just a little bit off over time, that, that becomes a lot off, doesn't it? So we need to make sure that things are in the right place. Uh, week number two, we had Pastor Steph. She did an amazing job as well. I loved it. But yeah, I feel like I just keep getting reminded about that word process. And it's just so good. So process and perspective. And I love that, that picture that we're all in process and it's not linear. We don't just like arrive here and then arrive here and then we're done. It's, it's continuing, a continuing cycle of discipleship, right? Last week, Pastor Rudy talked to us about remaining and he talked about what commitment actually looks like. He reminded us that the only actual rules are what? Love God and love others. And we're going to kind of continue a little bit with that today. But I love that verse that he shared. Well, he shared a lot, but the one in 1 Corinthians. You got it. (laughs) You probably know that whole chapter. (laughs) But verse 12 and 13 wrapped it up with this in the Passion Translation. For now we see but a faint reflection of riddles and mysteries, as though reflected in a mirror. But one day we will see face to face. My understanding is incomplete now, but one day I'll understand everything, just as everything about me has been fully understood. And until then, there are three things that remain, faith, hope, and love, yet love surpasses them all. So above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. Yeah. And that brings us to today. (laughs) Our kind of anchor verse today is going to come from Hebrews chapter 12, And verse 1, again in the Passion Translation. As for us, we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Then we'll be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination. For the path has already been marked out for us. And we'll come back to that, but that's going to be an anchor. But I want to talk today about some specific things that can weigh us down and can hold us back from moving forward in our life, in our callings, and in our relationships. Relationships are huge. God often speaks to us in the context of relationship, right? It's so important. Relationship with Him and relationship with the people around us. I'm going to jump to a story, the story of Nehemiah for a moment. I know the men were in, in Nehemiah this morning too, so you're going to get the Pastor Shar's side (laughs) now, but in Nehemiah chapter 6. So what had happened, so this is 50 years after uh, the Babylonians had come in and destroyed the temple and taken Jerusalem and and the Jews into exile. So 50 years later, they're rebuilding the wall. So here's where we're at, and here's Nehemiah. He's one of the leaders there. The title of this chapter is, I'm doing a great work and I can't come down. So let's just sit back and just listen to the story for a minute. When Sambalat, Tobiah, Geshem the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall and that there were no more breaks in it, even though I hadn't yet installed the gates, Sambalat and Geshem sent this message. 
come and meet with us at Kafirim in the Valley of Ono. <laughs> Nehemiah said, oh no, I do not have time for that. I knew they were scheming to hurt me, so I sent mess- messengers back with this. I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. Why should the work come to a standstill just so I can come down to see you? Four times they sent this message, and four times I gave them my answer. The fifth time, same messenger, same message. Sambalat sent an unsealed letter with this message. The word is out among the nations, and Geshem says it's true, that you and the Jews are planning to rebel. That's why you're rebuilding the wall. The word is that you want to be king and that you have appointed prophets to announce in Jerusalem. There's a king in Judah. The king is going to be told all this. Don't you think we should sit down and have a talk? I sent him back this. There's nothing to what you're saying. You've made it all up. They were trying to intimidate us into quitting. They thought, they'll give up. They'll never finish it. And I prayed, give me strength. I feel like there's like a certain level of holy sass. <laughs> Is that, I don't know if that, but just not like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not, no, I'm not going to get distracted. No, I'm not falling for that. No, you know that's not true. You know, maybe you've heard this quote, you'll never reach your destination if you stop to throw rocks at every dog that barks. And it's true. It is true. You know, I think we can all relate and you know it's not that we stand in a place of no I'm always right and nobody can tell me what to do you know we it's not about being rebellious it's about guarding your heart and knowing who you who you listen to right you know who's in your corner who's trying to protect you and who's just having a bad day you know (laughs) but you know brings you to my next Heart. At the same time, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. And I think that's the thing. It's so important to remember every day, all the time. We're not to be fighting each other. We need to remember exactly where the fight is. And I know, Matt, you often say, we need to direct our passion towards the right purpose. Ephesians 6 verse 12 in the New Living Translation says, For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. You know, when we look at our brethren, the people we love, and we feel upset, or there's some, we're at odds with them, we need to get on our knees, we need to fight for them, because we're not fighting them. You know, children of God, we're on the same team. <laughs> You know, it's like, what's going on? What's not right, right? So fight for them in the right way. But back to Hebrews 12, I just love that. Let it go. Let go of every wound that has pierced us and every sin we so easily fall into. And in this context, what what is sin? Assuming, judging, criticizing. There's so much that we don't know. Isn't that true? Another version of the same verse says, lay down every weight so good when I read that verse as I was preparing I just felt like just this weight lift off of me and I think we do as humans carry things we're not supposed to right we want to we always talk about gotta let go gotta let God gotta give up control but then we just try to take it right back again this is lay down every weight so let's lay down the weight 
of the opinions of others. We've heard that before. I once found myself in a conversation that went like this. A lot of people are saying this about you, and I wondered if anyone ever told you. <laughs> and I, this, this wasn't a deeply painful moment for me, just so you know, so don't worry about that. But I asked, <laughs> who is it? And they replied, oh no, I can't gossip. <laughs> Public service announcement, that is gossip. And also, I don't have time to carry the weight of anonymous opinions. Nobody does. On the flip side of that, and I felt the Holy Spirit say this to me directly, we also need to lay down the weight of having so many opinions about others. You know, have you ever been in a conversation that went like this? What do you think about so-and-so? The best answer is... I don't. Like Nehemiah said, I'm doing an important work and I cannot come down. Lord, give me strength. Not that we don't care, not that we don't pray, but we can't spend our days worrying and wondering and assuming and criticizing. And if the Holy Spirit shows you something about someone, it's so you can pray. It's not so you can gossip. When we find ourselves in a place of that where we're feeling bad thoughts or anxious thoughts or we're speaking negative or critical more often than not, it's simply time to just take a step back and look at our own soul and where things might be at. A lot of times we lash out at others when there's some other stuff going on. Isn't that true? I know even as a parent, there's times where I am snippy, snippier at <laughs> my children because I got stuff going on that I don't feel in control out. And that's not fair. It's easy to get petty. It's easy to let unprocessed hurt compound into bitterness or resentment towards others. It's easy to feel that we're entitled to share that with other people. You know, when we feel hurt and we don't know what to do, that's often when that happens. I just need to get this out. I just need to get this off my chest. I'm going to tell a story about my dad. <laughs> he would do the same for me <laughs> if I was in his church. <laughs> yeah. My dad's here. He's right here. <laughs> Front row. <laughs> Pastor Ray Bailey. Um, I remember one Christmas, I was having a fight with my sister. My big sister, who's in the back running the online. She has purple hair. <laughs> Anyways, I love her very much and, and she is one of my very best friends. But this Christmas we were having a fight, a pretty big fight. And um, I went for a drive with my dad. I don't know how, he, maybe he just decided we should go get some groceries or something, but I shared my frustrations. And I remember after he listened, he said this, he said, well, you can either address it and get to the bottom of it, or you can let it go and move on. And I carry that little piece of advice with me to this day. Deal with it or let it go. Yeah. But don't carry it around like an ugly pet. It costs too much. 
Am I giving it to you straight today or what? <laughs> any, any questions? <laughs> any questions? But you know, what do we do when we know that our souls are bitter? We know that we're like, okay, you're t- like, stop talking to me. I don't want to hear it anymore. But what do we do when we find ourselves in that place? Have you ever had those moments where the words have come out and you're like, oh, that felt icky. Like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But what do we do when we know we need a little cleanup? We just confess it and ask for forgiveness. You know, just just stop and say, oh, no, sorry, no. You know, and our God is so good. He doesn't want us to have that weight. He's so gracious. You know, when we take that time to reflect and we can see that maybe we've projected our bitterness or our hurt onto other people, we can say sorry. We can stop and we can say sorry. And if you're in a place where you're not ready to say sorry, then tell a friend, a trusted friend, say, I'm struggling with this. Will you pray for me? And it's amazing, you know, when we, when we know that there's something that's not quite right, we can easily take on that shame, that extra weight of like guilt and shame, and that's not, that's not what our Jesus is about. And when we shed light on those dark places by sharing with the right people, saying, I need some help, I need some prayer, I need you to help me, hold me accountable, the light breaks through instantly. If you're here in the house today and you haven't yet met my Jesus who is full of grace and ready to help us in our time of need, I want to give you an opportunity for that today. And I know that it's been very straightforward, like let's not be doing this nonsense. But I know there's times when we feel like we need to get something off our chest or we feel like we feel that hurt or we feel that bitterness. Bitterness usually comes from a place of hurt where we maybe have been wounded in a place where we're out of that was out of our control. And I just want to say this morning that there's grace for all of that. And if you haven't met my Jesus, you need to. I know when I come before his throne of grace and I say, I need help with this. I'm having a hard time forgiving this person. I'm having a hard time with my attitude, whatever it is. He meets me there in that moment. Anyone can tell you what you should do. But really, it's by his grace that we're able to do to do anything. You know, we... We even learned last week we need to remain remain connected to the source because apart from him, we can do what? Nothing. And if you haven't heard about Jesus, he's the son of God that came to earth and lived a sinless life and died a horrible death for you and me. He took all of it. He took all of our hurt, all of our mistakes, all of that to the cross so that we wouldn't have to. And he just is there waiting, waiting for us to come to him. So I'd like to give you a moment in time this morning. If you haven't yet chosen to follow Jesus, to ask him to be a part of your life, I want to give you a moment in time to do that right now. So let's just pray. We're going to bow our heads and close our eyes. In Romans 10 verse 9, it says, If we confess with our mouth 
that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in our hearts that God the Father raised him from the dead, you can experience salvation. So when we pray this morning, we're just going to say a prayer simply saying that I believe in you, Jesus, and I need you in my life. And I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. So that's what we're going to do right now. So with every head bowed and eye closed, I'm going to ask everyone in the church, if you prayed before, to pray in support as well. But dear Jesus, I thank you that you came for me, that you lived a sinless life, yet took my sin to the cross. I ask you today to come into my life, to forgive me of my sin, and to make me clean. I ask you to take away any hurt or bitterness that I could walk in love towards others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And just keep your eyes closed for a little bit. Just stay in the moment. But if that was you today, making a choice to follow Jesus and to have his help and to be Lord of your life, you'd give me a wave today. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So we're going to sing a little bit right now, and then we're going to move on to some some more parts of the service this morning. I'm just going to pass it over to the worship team. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.